0: Welcome to the marketing intern spotlight. A marketing intern is a listener who's spreading our message authentically. Hear their story, their passion, and their journey. Enjoy,
1: Eli Ruffer. Welcome to the Back Pocket Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, you're looking pretty swell, man. It's uh, it's been again, get- it's been a pleasure knowing you. For ooh, I want to say, uh, when did we first? Maybe meet? Five or six months. Five or six months. Yep, it's and then winning. uh. Yeah, uh, just your growth, and Corey says this all the time at Sisyphus, but your growth as a comic, dude, right. has escalated big time in these last five, six months, ever since I've known you, ever since Back Pocket Party, too, man. Mm. Mm-hmm. You crushed. Yep. Thank so you. we were fortunate to have
1: you play at our show uh, this past February, which you crushed, and we right. had about like 70 people in here dying throughout the four people that were able to perform, including Declan, uh, which was awesome. And, but we've gotten to know you, Declan's gotten to know you a little bit more than I have through the past five months, we, as we just mentioned, but our marketing interns, our listeners don't know you, so if you could give us a little background about who you are, that would be awesome.
2: Uh, I am Eli Ruffer, grew up just outside of Chicago, um, moved to Minnesota to go to Carleton College, studied chemistry, worked as a chemist for a year. Um, while I would be doing things at my chemistry job, I would mostly just be writing comedy, or, uh like writing music. I'm also a musician. Um, what do you play, by the way? I play... In my solo stuff, I'll play guitar and I'll sing. Um, but when I play in bands, normally I'll play bass.
0: Oh, rhythm guy. Yeah. You seem like a guy who's got some good rhythm. Thank you. Yeah. yeah.
2: my When I worked at New Balance in high school, my boss said that I had the personality of a bassist. Really? Well, he just said that I was kind of like a little bit more quiet and... And he had noticed that bassists tend to be more quiet. <laughs> uh,
1: what a New Balance um, provoked these thoughts for this guy.
2: Oh, yeah. No, New Balance was a f- shockingly influential part of my life. The, w- <laughs> the one year I worked there for like two hours a night after school. <laughs> it was a good time. So,
0: so, like, to be honest, I don't know if I've ever seen a New Balance store. Like, I always see the Nike stores. They're the franchises. Area.
2: Yeah, absolutely. There's one in St. Louis Park right really? near uh, Top Liquor's. Okay. Was that the one you worked at? No, I worked at one in uh, the Chicago area. Oh, okay. Oh, that's
1: right. You are from the Chicago area.
2: Yeah. What part again? It's called Highland Park. Okay. I'm
1: from Mount Prospect.
2: Oh, okay. Yep. Right. So we're pretty close. New Balance North Shore for all your listeners. Dude, that's If you're a listener of this podcast and you're over 65, you might get a discount.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was actually thinking about getting New Balance shoes. uh, They're making a comeback kind of? I don't know.
2: Do, Do you guys get paid for this at all? From, from New Balance? Because uh, we, we don't have to talk about New Balance too long, you know? New Balance is not a sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's not a sponsor. But they're making yeah.
0: great shoes, and I'm like, considering buying, yeah. God, this is a good ad for them. We yeah. send this to them. I don't know. They don't pay us, though. They're not sponsored, but they're making great shoes for 65 plus discounts as well. So.
3: Yeah.
2: Or, you know, 24 and former employee. Mm.
0: <laughs> That's great. So you're, so you're at this point where you're inspired um, to be a oh. bassist by your, your New Balance employee, and you, you got that, that bug. Well, that's
2: kind of chicken or the egg. Okay. Wow. I was definitely a bassist before New Balance. I just my boss at New Balance noticed that I shared a similar personality trait with a different employee of his who was a bassist, where we were both <laughs> a little bit more quiet. But frankly, I think we might have just been more quiet because he was our boss and like I don't know what I'm going to say to my boss. <laughs> yeah, that's true.
0: That's a good point. He yeah. so just took it and ran with it, right? Yeah. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Um so okay, you're sitting at um, wait, where were we at? Where were we at in in the story? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> well, I was
2: working as a chemist for the there first year out of school. You're a chemist. Um, I would set up an experiment, get on my computer, write comedy, read about music, write words like just ponder things, and like then forget that I was at work for like an hour. Accidentally forget to like change over the experiment or something. Um, and I would. It became very clear that the thing that I always wanted to do was comedy and music. So I. Figured out a way to kind of merge the two when I was at. The company was called AMT. I figured out a way to continue working there while still writing comedy, which was a newsletter that I publish every couple of weeks. Um, and that was a way to, like, stay interested. But I always wanted to go out and do open mics and, and be a stand-up comedian. So I finally quit and just kind of dedicated myself fully to it. I had a bit of money saved up, and then I got a, a part-time job. Nice. That's, so. I guess, that's my shtick.
1: Right on. Ooh, how long were you um, actually working at? Was that you said ASM, AMT, AMT? How yeah. long were you working there? Just over a year. Okay. And then how long was
2: the newsletter portion of you like trying to get into comedy? It must have been keep... like a month or two. Yeah. And then it was were... really just I would wake up before work every morning, go to a coffee like I would wake up at like six a.m. or five thirty or something, go to a coffee shop, write for an hour, an hour and a half just try to get myself like excited about something. Try to get a project rolling and get um, get some momentum on something that I would be excited about during the day that I could think about. Because it's really hard to start a project when I'm also doing experiments and stuff. But if I'm already excited and I have the wheels turning on something like an article a lot of the articles made it into the, into the newsletter but it would just be like I'd be thinking about an article that I had started in the morning and if I was at work I could come up with a bunch of one-liners or a bunch of parts to it that are like individual sentences that are jokes that could go into it and then after work i was having some problems with a roommate so i didn't go home i would just go to a coffee shop and keep writing Mm. wow versus you going to work and having to start those thoughts wasn't gonna work out yeah yeah it wasn't gonna and it just it got me so excited to like start something in the morning and have have a thing that I was thinking about all day. Like, what can I do to make this funny? Mm -hmm. Um, What are jokes that I can put into this? Nice. And were you hitting open mics at that point too? No. Oh yeah. I, I was waking up early enough and I, I always felt like it was hard to just like start going to open mics when I didn't have any friends in it yet. Mm. Um, cause they're, they're pretty lonely to sit there for like two hours waiting to go up. Yeah. And now that I, we've made a network of people and like, You can walk into a bar now and just know everybody and be like, have your pick of like who you hang out with that particular night or you can bounce back and forth. But at that point I didn't know anybody. So it would be me going to a bar to hang out for two hours alone after having spent eight hours at work all day alone. Mm -hmm. Only to stay up until
0: like 11 because you're like the last person on the open mic list. Exactly. So then you go to bed at like midnight and then you wake up at five again and do it.
2: Yeah. So I, I felt like quitting my job was the way that I was going to actually gain a footing in the comedy community in Minneapolis. Absolutely. And that
0: worked. Yeah, it did. I, what was that? Uh, I mean, where did you find like the initial like kick or spark to become a comedian? When did you like start associating like, okay, I'm writing, I'm writing. I love writing comedy. Well, How I did, did stand up f- in college.
2: Oh, you did? Yeah. I There was a stand up like troupe as much as a stand up could be a troupe, we like would have meetings. <laughs> We'd have meetings every week. We'd run jokes. You're kidding. There were tryouts and stuff. I I started doing in my sophomore year. I walked up to somebody who was in the group in the dining hall right before tryouts and I said I told him a joke that I had written and he was like you should try out and then No way. That's awesome. Yeah. That's
0: so cool. And so you just you would just wanted to do it when you were sophomore in high school
2: or I, college? I had I had started keeping jokes in my phone senior year of high school. Okay.
1: In and, okay. and why senior year, what what was the like the what did was uh, you already I mentioned SNL a few times was was that
2: kind of like a spark Or I mean, I love SNL. Mm-hmm. I don't remember why I started keeping jokes. I just I think I always wanted to do stand up and I just started writing them down. <laughs> That's <pretty laughs> Actually, I know when the first time was that I wrote them down because I yes. know the first joke that I wrote down. It was just I just wrote down a horse jockey breeder joke, which is not a it's not not a joke I've ever really told cuz it's not it's weird, and it's like the joke somebody writes before they know how to write a joke, I guess. Mm. But um, I remember thinking of it when I was in Kentucky, senior year of high school, and we had just gone to a horse park. Mm. <laughs> they have gorgeous <laughs> horse parks in Kentucky. They yeah. do.
0: Yeah. The Kentucky Derby is one of them. Exactly. Which is, uh, I think. I don't know if that's a horse park. No, no, no. But it's it ho- it's the event that is at a horse park. Yeah. I don't know which one. Do you guys? What's the name of the park of? Kentucky? Uh, Canterbury. It's not Canterbury. Oh, that's, that's one here. here. That's the one yeah. here. Churchill Downs. Churchill
2: Downs. Yes. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. to see a producer in action right now. Yes, you yeah. are. <laughs>
0: Thanks, Ty. We yeah. even yeah. Well, let's let's just welcome Ty in here. We got a new mic, which is kind of sick because he'll be able to
2: just tell us now. Yeah. So I had to bring my own mic first of all to even be able to participate. So <laughs> and, we, how, and we thank <laughs> and we thank you for that. That's how into it I am. So <laughs> I don't I don't know the difference between a horse park and a like a race track. There is such a thing as Kentucky Horse Park, which is in Lexington. Yeah, that's where I was. Okay, I'll get back to you on the on the racetrack. Okay, I wrote my first joke at the Kentucky Horse Park. Nice. We should visit that
0: sometime. You should do. You should do. No. You should just do an
2: event. <laughs> there. An event there. Yeah. I feel like I'd be outshone by the gorgeous horses. <laughs> <laughs> the the inaugural Eli
0: Ruffer Ruffer uh, horse horse park com, comedy store. Comedy, <laughs> no, yeah, comedy, open mic. <laughs> It'd be an open mic, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where we could get the most cra- the, the biggest draw. Yeah, yeah. Welcoming all rufians, maybe. I think that's what you're, <laughs> I think that's what you're like.
2: I don't like that term.
0: You don't? <laughs> no. I'm trying to, what is an action? There's like a, that's a bad thing, right? Roofians? What is a rufian? A Roofie? Well, I know mm-hmm. Rufi's yeah, one just, thing, but like, you could have like, your own following could be your Roofians, like how. The Why da- not
2: the Ruffians?
0: Oh, we can do that. Yeah, the Ruffians. <laughs> The ruffians would be better it's your it's your name you can decide i'm I'm just
2: throwing out ideas here yeah okay? I just yeah. I don't really want to be associated with roofies. <laughs> <laughs> i I think that's a
0: valid that's, fair. Statement. that's, yeah, that's very, a good fair. idea yeah that's fair
3: mm.
1: Churchill Downs for those of you perfect
3: right. awesome thank yeah. you
0: we're we're seasoned Kentucky Derby vets is what oh, I was cool. getting at um we won six hundred sixty dollars on a <laughs> on you were betting yeah on a ten dollar bet that was him
2: six hundred dollars on ten yeah. It he, was, did it, you watch the Kentucky Derby this year? No.
1: The the guy that won, or the horse that won, was uh, 65 to 1 odds, which is if you place $1, you win $65. Yeah. Dollars. He pay, put
0: down $10.
2: How did you pick that one? Did you pick any others?
0: Yeah, so every year um, on the back pocket, we do Kentucky Derby picks, which I don't know how we fell into that, but we've stayed consistent now for three years. Cool. And uh, intern Sam, he we put his salary on... Uh, kentucky derby picks we pay him 69 dollars a quarter and uh <laughs> we put it all on put it you know we put it all on uh horses and so we went around the room and picked horses and this horse came up and we're like looking at the odds And i was like all right country house like i think country house is gonna win and uh so when we when the race happened some other horse won but it bumped other horses It was a mean horse yeah yeah not only this isn't a podcast for mean horses to be honest i'm not no.
2: No, I'm not in on that. Um they wouldn't even have that much insightful things to say. No. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and, um
0: so that so that horse bumped another horse and it got disqualified. The second place horse was, was Country House. Wow. 65 to 1 odds. Well,
2: congratulations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous that that he won six hundred dollars at the Kentucky Derby, right? Yeah. yeah,
0: it was nuts. We didn't even know.
2: We literally didn't. Forgot, We're watching. we watching.
1: Forgot who we bet on. When the horse won, and then we like looked at each other and Deco. So is, is
2: intern Sam pretty stoked? Did he get that money?
1: He got his salary, and then <laughs> back. the rest got a salary back. And so then you the rest gamble the...
0: with his salary. Well, we put in our own money as well. He okay. had. He used. He chose to use his salary on his own horse. On his own horse bets
1: and he lost all of his bets however since Declan won we paid him we paid him okay. you
2: paid him the full 65 or just the 10 69 69 69 yeah. yes I actually think I gave how him how could 70. I have forgotten that number <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
1: but fast forward you are now in the stage of your life when you've t- taken comedy full time you quit the chemist job you took it full time what was the earliest progression of that like what were you seeking out to do every day to make your footprint in comedy
2: hmm trying to write every day at first, the, the newsletter was being published like every single week. Um, I was trying to record an album of comedy songs, trying to merge those two. Well, I guess it started out as a normal album, and then it turned into an album of comedy songs. Um, but yeah, making it out to open mics, starting to work on jokes, writing, um, spending yeah, spending full days in like coffee shops just writing, because my I just I don't know why I didn't write at home, but. And it was also summer. So I guess I was kind of I wasn't taking it too too seriously. Yeah.
0: Where so uh you live in uptown, right?
2: Yeah. yeah. But over the, at that point I was living in Seward.
0: Okay. Um so did you um what's like your favorite coffee shop? I just want to know. Cuz I I'll, I'll I'll go to a coffee shop every once in yeah. a while. Sounds like you've been to a few.
2: Yeah. No, I'm I'm a little neurotic when it comes to going places, and I have like really specific places that I go for specific things. Mm. What does neurotic mean? Um, a little kooky, I guess. Kooky, okay. but like in a in a um in a fun way. Yeah, no, in a in a cute way. A cute way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in a self-described <laughs> cute way. Okay. <laughs> I just I like exploring the metro a lot and so I I'm not opposed to driving like an hour to go to a coffee shop and hang out for a day or like to go to a park or something and sit there and read and write. Um but I I love canteen is probably my favorite. Okay. And that one's really close, but I also love like I think it's called Angry Catfish is a place that I've gone a number of times. It just doesn't sound like the most like welcoming place for, <laughs> for coffee. Day. Well, it's a it's a coffee shop bike shop. Mm.
1: Oh.
0: Is that on the Greenway? No. no, that's a Yeah, I, I
2: think I know what place you're thinking of. Yeah. I like Penny's Coffee. Oh, okay. But I, I like... <coughs> there have been a couple times, for example, that the newsletter has been Yelp reviews. And I can yes. picture the coffee shop on Minnehaha that I go to whenever I want to write parody Yelp reviews. Mm. And I don't know why it's just like a spatial thing that I like to look out that window of that coffee shop. And I, I've done it in the past, or like if I have to write a cover letter, I think I'll I'll go to the same coffee shop each time.
0: So how long were you writing? How how many like articles or? Well, the crazy thing I I should just say it, you have a book now of yeah. comedy. Which where is that at? That is, this is the coolest thing ever. You literally wrote a book of comedy. Mm-hmm. And does that compile of all the newsletters, or does it have a lot of jokes of the newsletters that are?
2: Yeah, it's it's perfectly transcribed from the newsletter the only difference is the the newsletter will always have a little introduction where I say like hi I'm Eli yeah um and I'll give like a little goofy introduction or yep. I'll say my upcoming shows which are irrelevant in book form but yeah it's it's exa- it's a carbon copy except I learned how to use InDesign to make the book and so it's a little bit differently laid out mm. cool because tiny letter which is the website I use for the newsletter is um really difficult to use formatting wise Mm-hmm. And things don't ever end up looking the way that I thought they would look. Even when I like test the email, yeah. they end up looking different than the test email. <laughs> so for that, it was kind of fun to like have to learn how to use InDesign and to like actually lay it out exactly how I wanted it. Right? Yeah. yeah, tiny email is that what you said? Tiny, tiny letter.
1: letter, tiny letter. They s- they're not a sponsor. I'm I'm, I'm going to go and confirm they stink. I think they stink. If they're Just not, if like as a company, or? Yeah. yeah. If they're not giving you what you want, and from the test email to like.
0: The
2: download? Them? Yeah. Come on. They they stink. In their defense, it is a free service. Okay. Yeah, but so is
0: MailChimp <laughs> and you can easily write stuff on there and it looks clean. Right. Yeah. yeah. See you know what? This podcast is just the wild wild west of companies that may <laughs> may get bashed or may get praised. And you know what? If we're gonna be buying and trading or talking about different companies, yeah. I'm telling you, MailChimp's a lot better. Okay. You might want to look into that. Mm-hmm. Um but how how long so how long have you been writing this newsletter for?
2: Just under a year. I think it's coming up on the first one was published maybe late June. Okay, so this is just really
0: cool because now we've kind of all put it together. You do comedy, yeah. You write a newsletter. Mm-hmm. You wrote a book on comedy. Mm-hmm. You do. You originally wrote songs for like an, uh, making a normal album, and it turned into a comedy album.
2: Well, I had all of the songs. I've I've written a lot of songs, and I haven't recorded a lot of them because I just don't have access to fantastic recording equipment. Okay. Um. But then. I did a, I performed a comedy song at a mic and I was like, oh, I could make content because I've just been trying to push out a lot of content, kind of like, like you guys try to do as many podcasts as you can. I've just realized it's always important to be like putting stuff out there. Yeah. So I was going to put something out there and it was going to be a compilation. I was just trying to look for threads in the songs that I've written. Yeah. Um, And one thread that I, that I had was a serious thread about like living in Minneapolis, being just sort of taking on a city by yourself, living by yourself in a city, mm. um, and then I realized that I could make it a comedy album, and so I I shifted the focus of the album. But the the songs were all there to yeah. begin with. Wow. But my point is like
0: this this cre- like this person is Eli Ruffer er, Ruffer, and we'll get it right. We'll eventually. get it right. We'll get it right. We're gonna try like, two times every time, and then we two times every time, and we're gonna get it. But like the fact that that's what you do and how committed that is to comedy and creativity and writing and like speaking like it's so unique and i think it's the coolest thing thank you i think it is I so cool that. and like again like i said at the very beginning like your growth in these last five six months of me knowing you your comedy is just on point dude and you nice. and, and the reason is that is because you're working your ass off hmm. it's fun to watch
2: i appreciate that yeah
0: it's freaking
1: awesome it is awesome and it's going to coffee shops and trying to figure it out, you know, the small things. And I'm curious on coffee shop etiquette because whenever I go, mm. I always feel required to buy coffee, but I never want coffee. Mm. I just want to sit in like the environment with other people doing things.
2: But do you have to buy? Yeah, it? I always buy something. <sighs> but I also really like coffee. Okay.
1: And then when you sit down, can you stay forever? Or is that considered stay loitering? as
2: long as I want. Okay. I usually have to go to the bathroom like five times during the time. And the first ever newsletter I published was a poem about having to go to the bathroom as soon as I sit down and Mm. not knowing what to do. Um, And then somebody very quickly replied saying, you just leave something with just a little bit of value, like a notebook or a regular book or something, but you take everything else with you. And the thing with a small amount of value will reserve your seat. Because I was always like, I can either pack up all my stuff and leave and then come back and hope that people know that I had already bought something or Mm. I can just wait it out.
0: Or, yeah, the the big risk is always just, like, leaving your laptop and... Exactly. Just leaving it there. That's typically what I did, and that, I'm still alive, but...
2: <laughs> In many... I had somebody at Lynn Hall, which is another place that I really like. Like that place, yeah. I've never met her before. We were just sitting at adjacent tables, and she starts to stand up, looks at me, and goes, can you watch my stuff? Mm-hmm. And I was like, sure, but why do you trust me? I, I didn't say <laughs> that out loud, but I didn't know... If somebody's going to steal her things, isn't it somebody sitting around her in the coffee shop? Exactly. That's the, the, the position A person. Yeah. Right. I feel like I would have been the most likely suspect. <laughs> <laughs> she went to the her number one threat and was like,
0: hey, could you watch over my stuff so no one else takes it? Yeah. So now she kind of just put the onus on you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I guess that is a very clever move because now no matter what happens, she can blame me yeah whether I've taken it or not mm-hmm.
0: yeah you you just inherited it like whatever the value of that table right. was,
2: okay, so two coffee shop etiquette things we've learned just now. the first one is what I mentioned earlier about you know just not leaving a thing with a lot of value but leaving a thing with a little bit of value so you can go to the bathroom, come back and your table reserved, and number two is just asking the person who's most likely to steal it to watch it that way, even if they don't steal it, it's their fault that it's gone mm all right.
1: That's, I'm glad we we uncover that because I am now going to put that onus on another person, but I'm also going to take a quick photo. So then I got them for good. And I know exactly if like my pencil was taken, like, or my eraser was Your used
0: pencil? or moved,
1: moved. The, they, may have, the, they may have looked it at it. It wasn't the
2: wind, dude. It wasn't the air conditioned unit above. <laughs> Although in their defense, you've only asked them to watch it. You haven't asked them to make sure nobody touches it. Ooh, yeah you you got to
0: understand like if if you're going to ask someone to watch your stuff you really have to be clear on the objectives and the the expectations that you have for this person the intangibles the intangibles and they need to be they need to be um they need to own up to that you know mm-hmm. i would say when you take the picture i would actually take the picture with them in it so that you now know the oh that's what that person yeah. looks you- yeah, you would just, you know, snap like a I'm quick... You
2: could also draw up a quick contract and just make sure that people who sit around you in coffee shops sign the yep. contract. Yeah,
0: like you could actually... You know what you could do? You have notepad probably there with pencil. Yeah. Mm, I you would probably just,
2: use a quill and ink. You think
0: so? I think you'd
1: okay, want to get okay. a, a...
2: You also... Um, a lot of coffee shops will have a have a registered notary on, on staff. On staff, yep. Yeah, so you can get it notarized. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what if we just did this? What if we uh, went to the headmaster, um, also known as the barista, And we said, um, hey, can you watch my stuff? And then actually, actually, you know, go to the person next to you, the, the number one suspect. Hey, can you watch my stuff? Then go to the barista and be like, hey, I know you're serving coffee. You're busy. But can you watch this young man here? He's watching my stuff. And I don't want I want to make sure that he's not taking it. And he is actually the most likely suspect, which is why I asked him to watch my stuff.
2: I think it's getting a bit complicated. You think?
1: I think we went a little too far, but I think we have the basis down for the simple things. If we want to take it complex, it's available. Yeah, yeah, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm thinking I'm going to go to more coffee shops, and I'm going to be able to work on some content and have a lot of trust in people because of the way I'm going to handle the things. Yeah, yeah.
0: That was always the thing at like St. Thomas at like libraries when when you're studying at the library in, when you're in college. Hmm. Yeah, that was always the thing too. Was they always yeah
2: same similar etiquette there? Totally. I
0: like I like the crossover. But I
2: think there was more trust at least at my school. Mm. There just like was never crime. Well, yeah, at Carlton
1: in Northfield.
2: Yeah, Northfield there was like one year where three cars gotten broken into and everybody freaked out cuz it was like the most crime we'd had in like 10 years or something. Dang.
1: What brought you from uh the suburbs of Chicago to North uh to Carlton Northfield? Minnesota? Older
2: brother's friend went there.
1: Older brother's friend.
2: And then so that's what put me in, put it on my conscience by transitive property. Yeah. You're, so obviously I went there. Yeah. Okay.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. A- heads up. Did you like Carlton? Did you love it? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And
2: then Phil Zhao. That's the only other Carlton <laughs> guy we know, right? Do we know any yeah. other Phil Cal- you Carlton? You probably guys? have met other Carlton people without realizing it. We're everywhere. We run this town. <laughs>
1: Ooh. <laughs> Whoa. Ooh. Yeah. Do, are
2: you going to argue St. Thomas runs this town? No. Former
1: Mayak folk. Yeah. Ooh. I heard you just learned what the Mayak was.
0: I knew what it was. Oh, you were just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. At, I was like, so what do you think about the St. Thomas getting kicked out of Mayak? And you were like, I didn't even know the Mayak existed, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I knew Carleton had a football team. Okay, that so was that, it. Did yeah. you ever go to a game? I heard the national anthem sung for a game once. Dang. Because my roommate was singing it, but I left before the game started. Mm. I don't have an interest in football. Yeah, that's fair.
0: That's fair. Was, you know, at, at Carlton? Do they get really excited about the football games there? No. No one does? No. Can't confidently know?
2: Um, I mean, maybe there's a group of people that um, gets excited about it, but I didn't meet any one of them. Okay. Well. I think the football team is like, they get excited.
1: They can get excited at times.
0: I think they do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Maybe not. Yeah,
2: who but, knows? Mm-hmm.
1: But you c- comedians get excited in like the green rooms, the war rooms. Sure. Yeah. And I'm con- I'm curious about that because I haven't been in one. Declan's been in a few. You've been in probably more than Declan. And can you break down a little bit of like the first time you really felt like a really sweet community in the
2: green room? Um, well, my college standup troupe probably would be the best. As yeah, a start, yeah. Nice. Because we would we had like traditions we would do every time. Mm-hmm. We would go around. We would tell a story about. I don't know if I'm allowed to share this, but I don't think anybody's going to get mad at me. Um, we would go around and we would tell a story about a fellow named Chet, who was a... Chet? C-H-E-T? C-H-E-T. He nice. was a he was a member of the group many, many years before any of us was on it. But, you know, we, we had all met him just because he was always around. Mm-hmm. And we would tell a story about, you know, some wacky, crazy thing that he had done. Then we'd pour some out for Chat. Wow. And then we'd do our show. He, he was made up, by the way. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was kind of a exercise in improvisation. Okay. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So you just had like an imaginary leader or yeah. more so would, a mythological character. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think if you guys. Who we could got all strive to, to be like
1: Yes, mm-hmm. dude. So he was similar to Jesus. Sure. I'm not going to. I, I feel like that is uh, sacrilegious to put Chet and Jesus in the same box. But I didn't do it. I did it. I did it. I'll own that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just curious because you. <laughs>
2: Hold on, dude. Let's not... I also just feel like. Let's be confident. Y- this. Y- you, you, put, you put him up on a pedestal of mythology. To my own Ooh. world. <laughs> <laughs> to my own world. I just feel like Chet is maybe a little bit more impressive than Jesus Christ. Ooh, wow. Well, yeah. I mean, Jesus was a
0: carpenter. Chet was a comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So, you know,
0: who exercised more creativity? <laughs> I don't know. It's tough to say.
2: I mean, yeah, I've never seen Jesus's work in terms of carpentry. I haven't either. I, <laughs> that is one thing we not enough people are talking about, to be honest. Yeah, where are where is something that he's made? Hey Jesus, <laughs> show
0: me the first <laughs> shelf you made. Just curious, you know? Jesus, remodel. Uh, re, what, what's your remodel bathroom look like? Like what's your what's your steps? How's your drywall work, Jesus? I don't really
2: want wood in my bathroom.
1: Yeah, it's splinters. In places you don't want.
2: Well, so just
0: the steam. Oh, uh, it gets moldy. I don't know. It probably weathers the wood.
1: I'm
2: just guessing. I guess. Yeah. You, well,
0: w- you wood in your stable, maybe. Yeah. I have a question about chat. Um, if you guys, you know, if these uh, the comedy troupe gets big, right? In this, in this idea, they're getting funding from the university. We got funding. Yeah, but so we just you never get used it. You never used it on
2: anything. What we were we gonna spend money on pizza. Hey, maybe we spent it on pizza. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so you save up that money. Hmm. You then can buy out a space. At Carlton for the troop, you then name it after Chet, Chet. right? That's mm. what you do. Sure. Interesting. I'm just like, is this is a place? This is a space? Or there's, Chet- there's
2: a lot of steps along the way that you just said that doesn't really make any sense in terms of the Carlton context. Like Carlton always has a room for groups to. I'm saying you guys use.
0: get so big to the point where you like Chet is you you. am what I'm getting at is you would name uh, a space or a temple of comedy after chet like Maybe. he would it would be like the chet sponsored place just like at at st thomas
2: i don't know if they still if they still worship chet in the same way we did mm. it's been a few years
1: his uh his mythology prestige has diminished potentially potentially mm-hmm.
2: really who's to say yeah, other a good than point. current Carlton students,
1: maybe maybe a little research. Yeah, we might, might have a research needs to be done.
2: Yeah, we might have to go and ch- check
0: out you know the book of chat. Do you guys have that? I'm assuming you was guys it have no, no, no. Was it notarized? Sure.
2: But that was that was probably the most um, the most like group part of but, comedy. Yeah, the most like team building or like the most like I ever felt like in a green room, like we were all hyping ourselves up to for the show. Otherwise, I haven't really been in very many like green room type. There was like one the the one I can think of is at the Tilted Tiki in Stillwater. But a lot of the comics showed up late and I didn't really know. And most of the comics before it started, it was nice. And we got to chatting and they were all super nice. And I liked talking to them and, Mm -hmm. and like we cheered each other on, but it wasn't the same as like us hyping each other. It wasn't like, you know, the documentary, the aristic about the aristocrats. No, it's a documentary about a joke that no. Well, Gilbert Gottfried once told it at a roast right after 9-11 because he lost the crowd with a kind of distasteful 9-11 joke, and he was like, I might as well go all in with this aristocrats joke. Um, but there's a documentary on Netflix about how it's just this joke that comics tell to each other backstage to try to get, try to exercise their creativity, try to get each other to laugh and hype up for a show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really disgusting joke, but I feel like that may be that documentary is what would make people think that there's some sort of hype. And I haven't personally experienced it yet, but maybe, maybe one day I will. Once Mm -hmm. I, once I go on tour,
0: what is cool though? Like
2: Mm -hmm. go on tour. Love that. You got to
0: go on tour. Plugged. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. I think what is cool though, is that you, like you said earlier, like you can pretty much go into any like brewery that's doing a stand up that you have been there before. And you're just going to be in that train of all the other comics that are doing that. And you can walk into pretty much any space now and know, Half the, people. half the people, it's unless really there's a
2: decent crowd, so almost always half the people at least. <laughs> yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> those what do you, I mean? It's fun to like actually. I love doing those open mics. I actually, I've, the more I've done it, the more I actually really enjoy exactly going to st- tell jokes to just other comics. It's it's yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. Granted, you like it's you definitely want to perform in front of like at least a crowd of sixty people who don't even know you. That mm-hmm. that's like great, but I've I've learned to love the uh, the
2: shitty open mics. I wouldn't want to perform in front of a crowd of 60 people if I hadn't performed enough yes. times in front of a crowd of three people. Yep. I, I've started to realize how helpful it is to just have done the same jokes every night of a week before. Like, I was going to do a show, and I kept thinking to myself, I'm sick of all the jokes that I keep doing. I've done them a million times, but I'm too nervous to tell new stuff because I feel like I haven't practiced it in front of people enough. Mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm.
1: So there's that fine line of between continuing to try jokes that you've done too many times to trying an, another joke to yeah, see if exactly. it works. Yeah, that's tough. And that And I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but here comes a question we ask all our guests. Mm-hmm. Your average quality something you do well at times and other times not so well?
2: Oh, this is the one that I haven't come up with the decent so, response Eli, for yet. So, Eli,
1: what is your average quality? And I might have just led you into something potentially. I guess my sweet tooth. Ooh. Oh-ho. Are you a cavity guy?
2: No, I mean I did when I was little, but I think it was because of acid reflux. Mm. Interesting. I just love cookies, chocolate chip. Yes,
0: you just mess them up all the time. Yeah. yeah. It, so Sweet Martha's is like when you go to the state fair—is that like your? Uh, oh, it's like the best time of your life, or?
3: Yeah.
2: Well, especially what did we do? We brought a plastic bag to make sure that we could take home any extras, and we always do the Sweet Marthas and then the bottomless cup of milk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best part of the fair. Because yeah. it's always right at the end also.
1: Right. Yeah, right when you're leaving, you can snag them. Mm-hmm. There's always a super long line, but you get a big bucket. It's yes. amazing. I love that business model. Just mm-hmm. give you way too many cookies. Sweet tooth, uh Sugar or mainly
0: chocolate?
2: Anything. Anything. I guess maybe that's not that average of a quality.
0: <laughs> well, your average quality would be the resistance.
2: Like the... Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't try to resist it. It's such a comfort.
0: Mm. Mm. It's a great point. We have friends who uh, they would tag cookies as a weakness, and they would put the cookies in a basket and call it the weakness basket. So it's a weird way. Are these p-
2: like people who are trying to be very fit? Yes. Yeah. Okay.
0: So it's weird how you, there's one there's and one side. I would with, come over every
1: time and I just go straight to the weakness basket. Yeah. And I'm Like <laughs> I already know where all my goodies are, and I'm gonna go <laughs> grab the Reese's cups, the chocolate chip cookies, and your pixie sticks and just eat them all and then sit on the couch <laughs> yeah
2: i guess my fitness is probably another one of my average qualities mm-hmm. but it's just something i've never been too concerned with yeah so i haven't considered it a
0: you're a fit guy i'm fine you're like like plum dude i mean you you're uh are you a biker you,
1: yeah you're a yeah. biker aren't you yeah. yeah 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 you got the you got the frame for a biker
2: oh thank you mm-hmm.
1: yeah are you aerodynamic when you when <laughs> you're looping around calhoun
2: now i am because i got a helmet
0: Mm. whoa you you upgraded to helmet now
2: yeah my friend would get mad my well all my friends would get mad at me but particularly the one that i would facetime when i was biking would get mad at me (laughs) (laughs) facetime while you're bike (laughs) yeah it was just a good time to catch up and he would get frustrated that i wasn't wearing a helmet Mm.
1: do Uh, do you wear speed speed shades
2: no no because i'm not i'm not trying to go far i'm like i said i'm very curious about the metro area and i just ride because it's like a different perspective on the city than when you drive like you mm-hmm. go on different roads and stuff mm-hmm. and so i'm just riding i'm not trying to go very far or like even necessarily like get good exercise i'm just curious what like what little things i can find
0: so when you go out for a bike ride you just kind of pick a direction towards the city and then just yeah go around roads you'll find yourself in like a, a bad situation like yeah often
2: on a highway not on a highway but on, <laughs> a, on a heavy road there have definitely been yes times when i was that but like I would say the more recent memory that I have that was like kind of a bad situation is when I like was basically swimming through the Minnesota river. No way. (laughs) Um, yeah, it was flooded. The walking, I was trying to ride my way from here to Carlton, which is like maybe 45 miles or something. Whoa! Um, and I didn't make it very far because I got to the walking part of the walking over the, the walking bridge at 77 or Cedar road or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was totally flooded so i i rode my bike down didn't realize that it was flooded and i started like walking and i like couldn't find the path and this guy and his son were there and they were like yeah it's pretty flooded but it won't go past like halfway up your spokes so i started riding through like maybe a foot of water Whoa. And then I couldn't see the path anymore. So I started walking and my shoes were just drenched. So I was like, okay, I'm I'm in pretty deep. I got halfway through it never went above my knees. And then I went over the first half. Like there's a part that goes over the real river, not just the floodplains. Mm-hmm. Got back down on the other end and there was just like ducks chilling where I assumed the path was supposed to be. And I started walking through it. It was up to my waist and my bike was almost completely submerged. I walked for very briefly and then was like, I just can't go any farther cuz i couldn't even see the path and it was all snowmelt so it was really cold um and you're and you're expecting to still get to northfield if you were to get through this i was trying to get to northfield but also at this point my shoes are completely wet so i wasn't going to i wasn't going to be able to ride for another 3 hours with completely drenched shoes so i like i went a few feet on the other side where it was like up to my waist almost and i i didn't want to ruin my bike either cuz it was like almost totally underwater mm. um and i hadn't i couldn't see the other end so i didn't know how far i would have to walk through the water so i turned around and like this time on the way back it felt really nice to ride through the water because I, I knew where the path was now because i just walked over it and as i rode my bike out to where there was a bunch of people like looking at how flooded the water path is because there's a pretty little like it might be a regional park or something down there um there was a bunch of people and they just saw me pretty wet Riding back with my backpack, which is the other reason I didn't want to ride through it the first time, is because if I fell, it would ruin like my phone, and I probably had a copy of my book in there because I kind of incessantly carried it. Mm-hmm. um But yeah, I I wrote it back. People were like, "Where is this person riding back from?" Because um, <laughs> I was just riding out from the river, basically, <laughs> um which I felt really cool because it was like a mom and like three of her kids. Mm. She was just like, "What?" um And then I got back. Took off my shoes and socks because they were just totally drenched. Called my friend who works in the area, and I was like, Hi, this is weird, but I was wondering if you are potentially near the river in 77 and can g- bring me a uh, dry pair of shoes. It was like a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he couldn't, he had just taken his lunch break. So I walked back up the hill, found a laundromat, dried my shoes at the laundromat, and then rode my bike over to 494. And rode through egan for a little while before i just i sat down in just like a random neighborhood in egan i also tried to find food for a long time because i didn't pack enough food i was really hungry and while my shoes were at the laundromat i walked into this like little falafel place without shoes on and with my bike i walked in and the the guy behind the counter just looks at me and he doesn't say anything he just he just waves his hand and and indicates to me that he wants me to leave (laughs) he didn't say a thing um no way yeah it was really rude no shoes no service
1: yeah and also
2: like no shoes and very wet (laughs) Mm. um yeah it was a really fun birthday (laughs) birthday
0: yeah that was your birthday yeah no
1: (laughs) i was about to i was about to ask if this was an average day uh, and no this
2: was this was the thing i wanted to do on my birthday okay you were committed yeah,
0: I to ride to Carlton
2: And I found a lot of like really cool stuff. There's like a cool region there's a lot of really cool regional parks along the river. There's a cool like welcome center in I think it was Bloomington mm. where there's like demonstrations and taxidermy otters or something.
3: Mm. What? Yeah.
1: That's wild. I liked it. But there's n- there's not a cool wa-
0: n- not a cool falafel place. I don't like that place. (laughs) (laughs) I don't either. Another company just down the drain out of business because we're just, you know, having conversation.
2: Well, they don't know where it is except that it's on Old Shakopee and 77th. (laughs) Mm. (laughs)
0: Uh Uh-oh. I don't know where that is, so, you know, someone's going to figure that out, though. Absolutely. Someone's going to figure that out. With the, uh, a place you should check out, which Mm. I haven't been there personally, but I've heard it's great, they have Putt-Putt on the top of the Walker. Do you know that?
2: No. That sounds awesome.
0: And it's all, like... We just booked it in our calendar.
2: Yeah, which we're going <laughs> to we're going to reschedule cuz it's during an interview. Duck. Sorry, uh-huh. I don't know. I just feel like you need a mobile studio. We do. What a better way to get the the wheels turning for conversation than put put on the walk? Just kind of have like a mic strapped to your
1: hip with like a belt and it just kind of brings it up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, I think we need the booms too though. So maybe <laughs> if we
1: had no, like They
2: have lapel mics. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's I feel like it'd be cooler
0: if it was, like we still had these mics. You had a full-on studio. Yeah. yeah. If we had... If if Andrew had someone to carry, like, it was just... Had it mounted to him. Like, I don't know. If some guy just, like, was able to hold the mic and then I had someone do that for me and they just followed us around. I think that would be fun. I think that there's something there.
1: It'd be kind of like a, a Monty Python type um, like horseback riding yeah. almost. You know, like... But the guys are with the mics instead. Yeah. I
2: feel like it's more of like a comedians and cars getting coffee thing yes but it's comedians or podcast folk playing putt-putt on the Walker.
0: i think it's there i think there's potential there's definitely potential Mm -hmm. but we should all go sometime it'd be fun (laughs) i haven't been yet that would be fun (laughs) it sounds amazing Mm -hmm. um but do we oh yeah so that was your average quality and now we have something called uh What's Just in your back what's pocket? What's in your back pocket?
1: And this is something we let into earlier. Um, it's something you carry around in your back pocket when pressure becomes stress, is rising, and Eli pulls this out to overcome the tough situations.
2: So what's in your back pocket? A nap. <laughs> A nap? <laughs> no, not actually. But that is what I do when I get too anxious is like, mm. I go to sleep. Um, Just on command. <laughs> Just um, Eli passed no. out <laughs> <laughs> Just I'm
1: anxious. Close the eyes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. Um I think probably my smile. That that's what I do when I am nervous or like feel like I've lost an audience. For example, is I just I smile and I start entertaining myself, and hopefully, entertaining other people will follow.
0: That's awesome. That's like your that's your uh, bomb material. So like when you tell a, a joke and it bombs, you just start doing stuff. Yeah, you
2: smile. And you just, yeah, I just I do stuff for myself. That's freaking awesome. But at the end of work, most of my days were spent writing comedy and pulling pranks on my coworkers. Mm. Dude, I do the same thing at work. Yeah, I just pull pranks on my coworkers all right. the time, and
0: it keeps the the existential anxiety down. Mm-hmm. It's funny too when you work in like a corporate setting, and everybody because there's so many people, everybody's kind of known for like one thing. So mm. like, I'm the I'm just like the podcaster prankster guy. And that's like just my role at work. And then everybody else has their stuff, right? And
2: people then trust you with their construction projects. Correct. <laughs> people come yeah people
0: people come to me to uh build something and they ask me for direction. Okay. But I'm more commonly known or niched out as a prankster. Okay. No
2: podcaster. Good.
0: Yeah. It's it's wild. That's funny that you Do you, you talk
2: it, much in meetings?
0: Yeah, I run meetings. Okay. Yeah. It's it's kind of funny. <laughs> I'm not now thinking about this. Look, I And I hate meetings, to be honest. Like, I hate them. They're not... Mm-hmm. Rarely does anything ever get done in a meeting. Yeah. And so I'm always, like, trying to push people along, like, hey, man, you don't have two minutes on a soapbox. You got a minute 15. And and you just got to let them know, you know, on to the next one.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <sighs> wow. Just, just look at them. Minute 15. Two minutes. I know, i need a I'll, gavel. Yeah. I do need a gavel. I was also thinking of just like a, a really loud like alarm clock or stopwatch type thing. So I could just like hit it. Yeah. That's all I'd need really. Mm. Or maybe yeah, I don't know.
2: That's that's kind of what I'm thinking. Do do um listeners of the podcast ever buy you guys gifts?
1: Oh yes. This uh flag right there is a gift. Um, These were painted for us That was my older brother And that was Declan's younger sister
0: This one? Yep. Yeah, my sister gave me that for Christmas She
2: oh, painted cool. that Is it Minneapolis? Yep Very
0: nice Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the sandbox, dude Dominate the sandbox
2: I was just about to work that in
0: Yeah, wait, do you Uh, Yeah, that's our, that's our saying It says saying of the month But it's, that's the saying of the year Okay Yeah I mm-hmm. love that question that you asked right away You're like, am I supposed to
2: incorporate that? <laughs> yeah
0: oh
1: mm-hmm. uh, that license plate was donated
2: well i guess the reason i'm asking if you guys ever get gifts is that i feel like declan has just indicated to everybody that he would like a an alarm clock that is very loud that he can torment his coworkers with mm. <laughs> he has he i'm not trying to put words in his mouth and i'm also i'm not trying to get anybody you know to get him something i just want to put it out there
1: he did make some heavy indications like he wanted a, 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 just a handed present, like just, yeah. just offer to him, like give it to I me. Think I think it's
2: it. a bit greedy of him to be like so forthright about things that he wants on the podcast. But again, I've only listened to a couple of them. You know, I've really liked them. I haven't seen him do this in the past.
1: As his co-host, he has gotten a little bit overconfident with okay. for asking for things. Got it? Yeah, he I kind mean,
2: of is taking his his power and his position for granted. These for days. granted,
1: and it's escalated. Dude, you've
2: changed.
0: <laughs> I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go on this podcast and say that that I'm asking for an alarm clock at work. I, I'm not an. I'm not. I'm not an asker, dude. I'm a giver. Simple as that. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm not I'm not on board with what you're saying, to be honest. Let's look back at the tape, and maybe time will tell. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I do really need to, like... Sometimes I, I really just got to sit down and reflect and be like, man, am I being selfish here? Am I using this platform to just get things for myself?
2: Why is there a hammer under the table? <laughs> that's in
0: just in case. Just in case, dude. Sometimes you got to... Sometimes people bring gifts over, and you just got to nail them to the wall. Got it. That's yeah. what we did. And that's what we did. And mm-hmm. we you always keep it there for, for safe measures. Is that, like, scary that you just found a, a hammer under the table?
2: No, I just presumed it. W- I feel like you've curated this environment pretty meticulously. Mm-hmm. I feel like everything that is out is out because it was chosen to be out, and the hammer is the only thing that I couldn't quite place a purpose for, especially because it's hidden. It's not meant to be seen by the viewers, but it's clearly meant to be seen by the guest, <laughs> which makes me wonder if it's specifically a threat.
3: hmm
1: it, it's, it's. I think it's shifted towards our side of the table Like the table's in the yeah, middle of the room Yeah, because who but it, needs
2: to grab it more quickly Yeah, It's just far enough on my side so I can see it Correct But not far enough so I can grab it before you Yes It's definitely meant to be noticed Okay And that's meticulous Yeah, so for you guys There's a hammer under the table That they can grab more quickly than me But I can see I'm not going to piss them off <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hey Andy
2: Are you ever going to
0: get an ad read right on the first try?
1: You know, I think I'm just trying too hard, and I just got to relax.
0: Andy Serious, come on, dude. That's who you are. We're talking back pocket, and we're talking visionary manufacturing with custom apparel for you. Bingo. Let's just cut to the chase, big boy. Invest in your dreams. Manifest that custom apparel, that custom idea that's been weighing on your mind for months, years however long and create with visionary manufacturing hit us up today to book a custom order at, back pocket at that's backpocket at visionarymfg.com that's b a c k p o c k e t at visionarymfg.com wow wow you, yeah yeah you, you
1: challenge us right there too. Uh, he, uh, he's catching on. on he's catching on Fresh. and i love that um and we appreciate that uh that challenge almost if you will <laughs> um by the way i want to say
0: your your transitions to all these questions are amazing mm-hmm. and for for the list i mean it's just a treat for me to see how you transition between each question yeah. you're
1: brilliant at it thanks um so the next question is a challenge you've just challenged us with his hammer just mm. pretty much making it so obvious of our intention and we we appreciate that yep, very course. very um real recognized real intentional of you and uh, observational mm-hmm. um but we like to challenge ourselves here on the back pocket um, with guests that you think we should have on inside your network or maybe some lofty goal out there. So, Eli, who do you think we should have on our show?
2: Jacob Frey. Jacob Frey. Who's that? Mayor of Minneapolis. Okay. Oh.
1: Okay. And I think that's dominating the sandbox right there. He's mayor of the sandbox. He's mayor of the yeah. sandbox. How, what's uh? What's his deal? Is he going to be a... Uh, I don't know. I just thought it would be a... Uh, Jacob Frey. We had I, You wanted a challenge. Yeah. We had Karen Housley on. <laughs> Karen, Karen Housley. Housley. Thank you, Deck. And uh, she was a she's a state senator. Of okay. Like, uh, Lower Saint Paul all the way up to Stillwater. Oh, district
0: cool. thirty nine. If you're familiar, I mm. Mm. Mm.
1: think there's a couple regional parks in
0: there. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She actually started a regional park.
2: She tells about talks about on the podcast. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Which park? Uh, uh, you said Lower Saint Paul.
0: No, it's like Stillwater and something. I swear yeah. it goes all the way down to
2: like i have no idea actually it's a I'm big making, area Dis- that's why i said
0: district 39 for, yeah. who, for the for the people who know their district
1: we had her on our podcast and i struggled to realize what i'm just not a political brain guy so when she was going through that stuff it was kind of
2: oh yeah so here's well, what he... i think i maybe have a map pretty handy right now oh you do i think so we could have a look yeah let's <laughs> let's take a look oh he's got a map handy it doesn't say the districts no it's it
1: to
0: too, uh, you too think it's zoomed? a little, yeah do you think it's a little macro that map
2: yeah it's a bit it's not quite Minnesota specific if we were to get maybe
1: like an, a giant touchscreen that was looking like that and we could zoom in that, that would, be an idea. would be
0: very helpful yeah. if we were somehow able to have like an iPad or something of the sort, that was that big. Yeah. Kind of like get, ESPN has, you know, yeah. with their stupid, like, oh, here's who's going to get drafted.
1: Map. And like, we rarely go to it, but when we do, it just blows people away.
0: Yeah. Like, if we were able to just, you know, have that same map look, but it was a touchscreen, is what you're saying. Yes. That would be awesome.
1: And you just had to like, scream at it. Like, hey, Matt, go to Lower St. Paul, or District 39, Minnesota, and it would just zoom in. and then... <laughs> you
2: know, Like, they have that on, like, election coverage yeah <laughs> and all of a sudden we're a political podcast
0: yeah
1: and we're covering all the running yeah
2: we're
0: covering the election and just like all right Dix- district 38 just got their final vote in let's see how they're looking
2: <laughs> andrew Andrew, for the record you were correct it is south what's sort of east of st paul in the woodbury area and that goes all the way up to st Croix river so oh, yeah, you're oh, okay. so yeah. it's it's equal with st paul and north yes mm. correct got it okay i like that so i you, that challenge was a... Uh, I think I've probably been to a regional park there if Shoreview is part of it, which it sounds like it is.
1: I can confirm. But um,
2: there is a very gorgeous regional park there that was quite flooded when I went there. Okay.
1: You actually going to regional parks yeah. during the rainy season.
2: Well, I think we've had a long rainy season. Mm, that's true. There's just a lot of flooding this year.
0: It's unfortunate, but it's unfortunate for you, kind of. But it's also made you... It was probably yeah. one of the best birthdays you had. <laughs> no, this was not on my birthday. Okay. I
2: also just have a lot of free time and sometimes I have trouble getting motivated to actually write comedy, so I spend time outside.
0: I like gotcha. that, dude. Yeah. The uh I think that's kind of cool though cuz you're we're all not from Minnesota, but we're, you know, operating in the space of just trying to learn more about the area. Hmm. And so I do that kind of same kind of thing where I go and yeah. ride my bike around the entire city yeah. and it's just so cool or I go and r- go on runs around like different areas. And I use that as my way to like orientate myself a little bit better yeah. in the space. It's fun.
2: And to connect the dots. Cause yes. when you drive, you just get all these little dots. And then when you bike, you get to connect them and see like the avenues with which. Right.
0: You know. Like I've always, like we've always done this podcast, there's three ways to navigate. You got Google, you got Waze and you got your own navigation. Waze. You got your own navigation. You can just, you know,
1: you you're the in North star. Yeah. Is,
2: is you pronouncing it? Waze a joke? Um, no, no, <laughs> Water. I wanna I wanna go back to your question about a challenge of a, a guest to have. Yes. Cause I'm curious what I don't really know what qualities. Like somebody that I would I love watching interviews with because I feel like he's kind of the voice that I strive to um to be like or like he just seems like he's at the forefront of the artistic movement that I'm trying to join. And is a is a band um the front man for the band Car Seat Headrest, Will Toledo. Okay. Okay. Um and, but he's like a pretty famous nationally touring musician. Okay. Um but like he's somebody that I would love to sit down and have a conversation with and I guess by that criteria I would love for you to sit down and have a conversation with him. Yes.
1: Um Will Toledo and is he, he I'm guessing he's not a Minnesota.
0: No. Okay. But would he ever tour through
2: here? Yeah he's play he played here in the last year, and he is he like first half guy? Okay. Yeah, he headlined first half. Well, next time Sweet. he
0: comes through,
1: you can you can bet your bottom dollar that we will be in his DM box. <laughs>
0: we'll be in his little box. Like he'll get a little a ding, and then it'll be in his box, and it'll just say the back pocket. Has. You gotta get Lizzo. Lizzo would be sick, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I've heard that song. So many times now. her like, song? Her main song, Lizzo's main song. She has song. a lot of main songs. She does. See, I never even heard of Lizzo until her most recent song that came out.
2: The Missy Elliott one or the um, boys? Or?
0: Pull up the number one song. Uh, search Lizzo on Spotify and pull up the number one. It's it's that one. It's, <laughs> I work out to it all the time. All right. Truth great. Hurts. How
2: does it go? Why man great too, they gotta be good. Yeah, that
0: one. Yeah, that's, that's Truth a good. Hurts. Yeah. Truth Hurts. Awesome. Yes, dude. I
2: love this song. Yeah, copyright claimed, but
0: it's alright. This song, you've heard
2: this, Is She in Minnesota, girl. Yeah. Okay. Wait, she is? She's from Atlanta, but she is based in Minnesota
1: now. Okay.
2: No shit. Yeah.
1: Interesting. We'll have her on. But you just challenged us with three people, and I am. Accepted a challenge. But
2: the Jacob Frey one was mostly a joke.
3: <laughs> well, no. you know how... That's
0: actually awesome. No, that's
1: hilarious. And you can get
2: the freaking mayor, Mani- mayor of Minneapolis. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah would be that'd sick. Be sweet. Mayor of the sandbox. Challenge accepted. Challenge accept- the board. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll get him on. Mm-hmm. What's funny, though, is like an- like Andrew had said earlier, Like we're not political guys at all. Mm-hmm. And we just, we just have conversations with people. And people... Like when we had Karen Housley on, we literally just talked to her about her life and the bill she had just recently passed. Mm-hmm. But... We, we don't know anything about politics, so
3: we just had, it was it was, it was Did funny she to
0: have just like just a conversation with the politician. Did she
2: seem satisfied afterwards with the conversation? Oh yes. yeah. Very much so. Cool.
0: Very much. She's an awesome person. Cool. Um, but
1: we've hammered you with questions now for a good hour. We hammered. Wanted, literally. literally. Hammer, hammered. Metaphorically and potentially literally. Uh-huh. Um, if you're, if you uh,
0: slip up, if you slip up, yeah. you
1: haven't so far, but continue, um, but we've hammered you with questions, so we would love to give you the opportunity to ask us a question. Are
2: You guys quick on your feet? Yes. Mm, Declan, allegedly, I'm ready. Oh. I just asked a question.
0: <laughs> oh, are we quick on? That was that was it. Mm. I thought that was a preemptive question for the next question. No. Um, I we're getting better at being quick on our feet. There is one thing that we did the other day that I was like, that was probably the most impressive, like quick on our feet thing we've ever done in terms of an entertainment. So um, we run a back end show, which is just Andrew and I and either like a producer, like a producer, which is one of our friends or um, Ty or mm-hmm. Sam. And uh, we just will talk about something and then we'll like get into a bit about it. And then the bit can last like a minute or it can last like like this most recent one we did on a day. It can last 24 hours, dude. Mm-hmm. Two and weeks. It is insane. But yeah, we we're starting to like vibe on. Like making little like two and a half minute bits. Like we did one on chiropractor the other day, and it was just us having a conversation and just like building a stupid
2: joke. It was actually okay. really fun. Mm-hmm. So quick on your feet. Yeah, getting we're, better. We're trying, at it. To be. we're trying to be. It's and, fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're. I don't know if you. You probably picked up on it. We were trying to be quick on our feet throughout this podcast. Oh yeah. With this, the new balance to coffee yeah, shops.
2: I guess I was more asking in like a physical sense. Mm. <laughs> oh. I was. I was kind of oh. more asking with regards to the hammer. Like if I made a quick dart for it. Would you guys beat me to it, or... Yes. Okay. Eli, are you aware? Of?
0: Our athletic background. D3. I mean, I know that you went to St. Thomas. Well, that's one thing. A lot 6,600 people go to St. Thomas.
2: 6,000? How much people?
0: 6,600. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. 6,000 people go to St. Thomas. And they're all athletic? Mm, no. And that's a point. Yeah. We, I was a, I was sixth string defensive D three, <laughs> outside linebacker. And you I don't think you don't think I could grab that hammer before you could? I think you could. I
1: was a third string, safety.
0: <laughs> we had athletic prowess. <laughs> we worked out together for three years. Damn. And now we're working out
1: together we, we at move, all. Time. We move weights. Yeah. Okay. Horizontally and vertically. Yeah.
2: I mostly focus on cardio. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And curiosity, mm. Mm. love that. So uh, you know, who's, your, who's a, your? What's a guest that you guys are proud of having had on here? Mm. Famous Dave. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> the best, the the coolest part about that was I literally got to ask him if he was the most famous Dave he knew.
1: Ever out of all the Daves in the world that's ever existed, and
0: I asked him why I named it Famous Dave, Because so like, when I always saw the place before I met the guy, I was like. What asshole just names the place fame like famous Dave's? Like mm. he thinks he's famous,
2: you know. Well he probably started out with one restaurant.
0: He did, yeah. It was Diamond Dave. But it was, you, know. it was copyrighted. Yeah, that was like a brothel or something in Iowa and the guy and Di- actual Diamond Dave wanted to sue this Dave, and then Dave was like, Oh, I'll just make a make
2: famous a Dave's barbecue it was, or something. No, it's
1: supposed to be Dave of Famous or something. Dave's
2: famous barbecue. Where was the first famous Dave's? Hayward, Wisconsin. Yeah. Oh.
0: Which is like a town of two thousand people.
2: Yeah, it's where the camp North Star is, right? Okay, I'm not sure. We'd have no idea. We yeah. never touched yeah. on that with him. Yeah, because yeah, there's a uh, there's all my high school friends went to camp there. Mm. Oh. I think. Okay, I think. Okay, I right know. We're not gonna quote you on that. Don't, don't worry. I mean, I'm recorded saying it. Yeah, you're quoted.
0: Yeah, you're. You just okay. got blasted off to. Yeah, potentially millions. Yeah, depending so, on how this goes. So tell me about the book, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I'll be honest. This book is freaking awesome. It's my nighttime read (laughs) And uh, it's hard to go to bed To be honest Oh thank you Yeah you dig into this thing And you start to see the Yelp reviews Of the raccoons Mm. Written by raccoons Written by raccoons On different trash cans around the area And you read that and you're like I can't go to bed after this Because I'm just going to be dreaming about raccoons It's
2: amazing But raccoons can be cute They can be very cute Where can people find this book? Um They are carried in my backpack, and I can't remember the name of the bookstore in Northeast that agreed to take two copies. (laughs) 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 Uh, I think it's Eat My Words Bookstore.
1: Eat My Words.
0: And there's two copies there, so get them quick.
1: If if they haven't already been sold, which potentially they may have. They sold two already, and Mm. then I dropped two more off boy. there you go that's the yeah. hustler mentality yeah mm-hmm. all right so you got to find eli while he's riding his bike wandering throughout the twin cities potentially at a regional park and when you do he will have a book
2: for you yeah and my grandma told me that a lot of the times she doesn't understand the jokes okay
0: <laughs> she doesn't understand them she just is blatantly
2: honest with you she's a wonderful lady yeah she's she specifically really liked one of the articles and mentioned that the other ones she was like i never realized how clever you are because a lot of times i don't really understand what you're going for but there's one of the articles in there that she liked one hit yeah
1: nice it's freaking awesome and where can they find you on your what's your social media handle on instagram
2: at
0: eli r comedy and you're basically putting out all these little bits on your Instagram yeah so you yeah. can read them and engage with this insanely yeah.
2: insanely creative comedy and the newsletter is I think the main thing I would love to plug absolutely because yeah. that's that's how you can read stuff that I write originally and I'm always getting better I'm like all the stuff that's in there is stuff that I wrote early on and I just feel like every time you know I practice things until I feel like it's good enough for me to put out there and Mm -hmm. then I put it out there and then a few months later I'm putting new stuff out there and I'm like I put stuff out there too early I wasn't ready Mm. Um, and I feel like that's really good but the newsletter is is always getting better Mm -hmm. Um, and you can subscribe to it to find new comedy and just to keep updated on my shows and stuff
0: um, no, it's awesome. What's the, what's the, how can they subscribe to it?
2: It is tinyletter.com slash Eli Ruffer.
0: And that will be in the show notes for the people listening. Awesome, Thank so you. So we'll get you, we'll get you covered there. Cool. And I, and I was, uh, you, I actually read all those letters by the way. Yeah, I love you. just now, now it is cause I operate on my email all the time. It's just great to get something where it's just in your inbox that you really appreciate. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I just like, I
2: get that email from Eli. I'm like, perfect.
0: We go. Oh, yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. it's freaking awesome
2: it was between that and a blog and that felt like a less um intrusive way because yep. it's like it's just there if you want it you take it if you don't you know carry on with yeah yeah I think your
1: your, exactly. your mindset with it is perfect okay. um but we got an interview coming up so we gotta wrap it up yep. we got one final question for you Eli yeah what did you learn today from the moment that you woke up to when we're having this conversation
2: uh, I even made a note of what I learned but I don't remember what it was anymore um you learned about instagram stories. Yeah. What's oh yeah instagram What's stories that's what it was yeah. i also learned about famous dave i learned um about minnesota state senators and that they apparently have enough free time to come on this show no offense none take it dude um, we put beautiful. it in the calendar yeah
0: not to brag mm-hmm.
1: but hey mm-hmm. man awesome we
0: appreciate you you're a unique you. dude you're Thank a you creative for having me dude. on the show. Yeah, absolutely. We're excited to see where you go, man. It's going to be freaking awesome. Yeah. You're a beast.
2: Yeah, keep, keep tabs on me. Well, I've
3: been hanging on the West Coast in my heart. Where I'm meant to from the start It's so much warmer than the secrets you've been holding in And don't you look at me sideways with those Always acting like you ain't got
2: the time I can't imagine trying to carry what you hold inside
3: But woo, you got a reason to sing And woo, you're finally listening Back to the start, cause you can't hold on to it.